0: 2024 is here, and I wanted to come on live and chat with you guys about my top 10 pro-metabolic faster fat loss tips, uh, teaching you the ins and outs of how to get those results you're looking for in 2024. So I've got a bunch of tips. We're going to dive right in. But before I do that, stay tuned to the end of the podcast so we can talk about how I would love to work with you on your fat loss goals on a bio-individual level I like to work with each person and create a specific plan geared to their body. No two bodies are alike, so I'm very bio-individual when I work with someone. And I currently have four spots open for consulting, so I wanted to put that right out at the beginning that you can reach out to me, getfitwithjodel at gmail.com, and we can talk a little bit more about that later. But for now, let's get right into my top 10 pro-metabolic faster fat loss tips that you can start doing right away, right now, today, and see results within the first week. Okay, so these are slightly unconventional. I'm not going to be just saying like, eat less and move more. Obviously, we know that doesn't always work. So these are maybe stuff that you haven't tried. Maybe you're one of those people that you've tried everything you've dialed in your workouts, you've dialed in that pro metabolic eating, but yet you haven't seen the results you're looking for. Or perhaps you even have helped your body gain more energy and support your adrenals, you've got a better functioning thyroid, but you're not getting the results that you're looking for aesthetically. And so that's where I'm coming in today to give you those tips that maybe will just be something that dings in your head and you go, I haven't tried that yet. So let me give that a try. Okay, so tip number one. Now this one is kind of conventional. You've heard this before, but it's very important that you do this step in order to move on to the other steps. So this is kind of like the precursor to my other fat loss tips because you have to create awareness. That's tip number 1. And what that means is you're going to have to either use some sort of tracking device or write down for at least 3 days what you're eating currently. Don't change anything. You can just continue to Eat the foods that you're eating, drink the beverages that you're drinking, but make awareness happen of what you're bringing into your body. And it may surprise you. It may surprise you going, wow, I'm not hardly eating anything. I thought maybe I was eating too much, but it looks like I'm only getting 800 calories or I'm only getting 30 grams of protein or whatever that is. But you need to find out what it is that you're actually doing. And so it's really important that you consider tracking whether it's you know i really like to use my macros it's a great app that you can use for that it doesn't require um the wi-fi and bluetooth to be on so you can do it on airplane mode which i really like other people use my fitness pal or chronometer so there's a lot of different varieties out there or just old school get a legal pad and write it down and it's we're not talking calories here although that can be important for some people we're talking awareness of like wow i've when I look at this this doesn't look like a lot of food or vice versa that when I look at this it looks like wow I'm, I might be eating too much but that awareness is key because when you start to write that down then you can see trends where you're not getting enough of one macronutrient or you're not getting enough of another and also it's important to track down your feelings you know in between meals are you hungry did you get enough at that f- first meal did you get low blood sugar and kind of feel kind of wired but tired after you ate a big heavy carb meal maybe you had a you're having a specific breakfast every morning but then 45 minutes later you're crashing okay so all of that is really important to see trends to see what your body is saying to you maybe every time you have you know said salad at lunch you're getting gassy and bloated, but you're not creating that awareness until you write it down and see that trend. That's going to help you go, wow, something isn't working for me. I'm going to have to redo this. Or wow, I'm only getting 30 grams of protein. Where can I stick in some more protein through my day? Because protein speeds metabolism. So to be pro-metabolic, we want to have that protein at each meal. So create the awareness first, just do it for like three days. Then I want you to, we're going to talk about later about creating a realistic eating plan. Realistic means life is going to happen. So we're not all or nothing. We're not on the wagon, off the wagon. That's going to come later in the tips, but then we're going to create a plan that also initiates those things that we're lacking. So if you did track your calories and you thought, oh my gosh, I'm only getting a thousand calories a day well, then we're going to find ways to bump that up. And we're going to create a a more realistic way to improve your fat loss. Okay. Now, number two, this is female specific. Tip number two is female specific, because men can get away with intermittent fasting, big trend in intermittent fasting, waiting until, you know, 11 or noon to have your first meal of the day. Okay. Men can get away with that. Women, I'm sorry, if you're going to do that, you're going to have An issue because it's a stressor to the female body. And quite frankly, most women that do intermittent fast, they tend to overeat in the night because what happens? We're running on cortisol and adrenaline all day. So you feel like you can fast. You feel like you can just sip on your coffee and go about your day and you have nothing to worry about. But when you finally come home at the end of the day and you're winding down, what happens? We start to like eat this and eat that and dig into the pantry and have more portions at dinner. And then later we're snacking into the evening because we haven't front loaded our calories. And that's the tip. And tip number two is I want you females specifically to front load your calories. What that means is I want you to take the food that you tend to like kind of overeat on at night and put it in the morning. Okay, so put that food first thing in the morning. Yeah, some of you are going, wait, if I ate all that food that I eat at night in the morning, I'm going to be full for the whole day. Bingo. Okay, that's what we want. We want to front load our calories so that as the day goes on, you have a lot of energy to burn with those calories and you get into the evening and you're like, "Hmm, I could just have my little portion of protein and a little starch and then I'm good for the evening. I don't need a big, huge meal and I don't need to continue eating into the evening. I can't tell you how many people this has helped. So many women have felt the difference in their fat loss goals specifically when they front load their calories and they have the bulk of their calories at breakfast and lunch. And then by doing that, they're naturally not going to overeat in the evening. And there's your intermittent fasting, ladies, okay? So you stop eating after dinner, which would be, what, 6 o'clock, and you're not eating again until 6 or 7 in the morning when you get up and you start to front load those calories early in the morning, then that's going to give you that beautiful intermittent fasting that people are looking for in the night, which is more in tune with our circadian rhythm. So our circadian rhythm is we eat when the sun is up, we don't eat when the sun goes down. That's more in tune with fat loss. You're gonna see a lot more in the way of that when you get your circadian rhythm to match your food intake. Now, it's, it's common sense. If you think about having a big huge meal before you go to bed or sneaky snacking all night long until you go to bed, your digestion slows down. So you're not gonna digest all that food. It's gonna be sitting there still in the morning You wake up and you're like, oh, I'm still digesting from the night before. I'm not going to have anything. I'm just going to drink coffee for a while. The worst thing you can do because it puts your body into fight or flight. It releases that cortisol and adrenaline. Cortisol, as we know, is something that breaks down our delicate tissue that many of us are, you know, weightlifting or resistance training and trying to keep muscle on our body because muscle is pro-metabolic. Okay. So you don't want to dip into your own natural ways of creating sugar. Number one Gluconeogenesis, the formation of new sugar, means that you're breaking down this hard-earned muscle, and it's almost like you're eating a donut and you don't get the satisfaction of it. So, more more of a good idea would actually to get some carbs first thing in the morning with those front-loaded calories so that your body doesn't have to rob from Peter to pay Paul. Okay. So that's the importance of not doing the whole intermittent fasting thing unless you're going to do it at night when you're sleeping which is really what your body wants to do because it wants to do repair and digestion and building up for elimination in the morning by having that kind of fasting in the night okay so front load your calories okay number three tip number three for fat loss Is cyclical eating and I'm not saying cyclical ketosis or cyclical carb cycling or whatever it's cyclical eating cycle in your favorite foods specifically if they are more you know carby or sugary or things like that like I have people that love chocolate milk cool have chocolate milk after your morning workout okay that way you're not restricting and then binging on it on the weekends okay here's what tends to happen specifically with females, we tend to restrict and say, I can't have that, that puts weight on me, I'm not going to be able to have that, so I'm going to restrict. But then what do you do when you finally let your hair down and decide, okay, I am going to have that because I'm craving it and it's the weekend and all my friends are here, we tend to overdo it. So we need to cycle in those little bits of your favorite foods throughout your week or throughout your day so that you're not telling your body we're restricting something. Okay, so whether it's chocolate or whether it's some sort of, you know, gooey snack that you have to have, or even if it's something really starchy, like you just love potatoes, but every time you eat potatoes, all the time they put weight on you. Okay, cool. Cycle them in and out. Specifically, let's say you're going for a bike ride, or you're working outside and doing a lot of manual labor. That's where you want to have a potato right after that. Replenish all that glycogen that you used. Okay, so use your favorite foods to your advantage and you can still lose fat doing that. You're using them as fuel rather than restricting them and then overdoing it when you finally get to have them. So if it's pizza have a good hard workout, go for a run or go for a nice lifting session and have some pizza afterwards. Okay, so that way, you're using up that favorite food to replenish all of the ways that you tore down your body. So there's a way to do it to where you're not restrictive. And that's what I try to do when I work with people is get them out of diet and restrict and pull out and, you know, eliminate and all of these words that cause people stress. Stress is the underlying issue. So if there's a way that we can have our favorite foods and not stress about them, then that's going to create that more realistic fat loss plan that we're working for. Okay. Now, number four, tip number four, eat without distractions. And yeah, the whole eat mindfully, cool. We can say that too, but it's really about no phones, no TVs, no blue light when you're eating. Okay. Because what tends to happen is we can sit and overeat when we're just sitting in front of the tv right if you grab that back box of crackers or chips or whatever you can just go to town on them but if you're sitting with it and you're looking at it and it's the only thing on the table with you can you eat the whole bag maybe but tends to be it's going to be less you're going to be aware of what you're doing you're going to be aware of what you're eating and you're going to go you know what I don't think this is the best choice for me. Plus, this isn't really tasting good. It's not satisfying my appetite. Maybe I need some protein or something. In fact, when I'm working with someone with an eating disorder or a food struggle of some sort, if they binge, I'm not going to take that away from them. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm actually going to take their binging foods and I say, have the binge. But I want every bit of that food that you normally stand in front of the refrigerator and just kind of nosh on. Put it on a table, no distractions, no TV, no phone, no other people to distract you. I want you present with that binge, and I want you to savor every single bite. And I want you to get to the end of that and feel satisfied. 99% of the time, they cannot because they're so using the food to numb out to emotional issues that halfway through the binge, they're like, I feel sick. My teeth hurt. I don't want to do this. This isn't fun. I'm not even getting satisfaction. Why am I doing this? So it actually helps them connect with those feelings that they're trying to numb out from. So it's really important that we eat without distractions, not eating in the car, not eating on the go, not all of this stuff that brings you to this place of, wow, I'm not understanding what my body needs. I'm not listening to these emotions that are coming up. I'm just stuffing them down with more and more food. Okay. So that means when you sit down to a meal, it's really nice to go out into the sunlight and the fresh air. Because you're going to get sunlight, you're going to get fresh air, and those are macronutrients too. You've heard of breatharians, which may or may not be something you're into, but that's cool. But the point is, we need more than just food. We need to feel our feelings. We need to be okay with the fact that we've had a hard day, and sometimes we turn to food, but we need to recognize that that's not the answer. Okay, so. Part of eating without distractions and just numbing out to your feed or numbing out to TikTok or even watching this or a podcast or something is we need to get away from that. Humans used to always eat outside in nature, no distractions other than maybe talking to another human, which can be really nice. I mean, think about how much fuller you get when you're at an outdoor restaurant with a friend and you're talking over your meal and you get to the end of the meal and you're both completely stuffed and satisfied. It's because you got satisfaction from that interaction. And you've got to release some emotions through talking. So that's going to be a lot more conducive to a healthy meal than eating on the go. And I can tell you, I've had so many clients that the ones that eat in the car, they eat between clients, they eat on the go and they're working, working through their lunch at their desk and they go, I have so many gut issues. Well, yeah, you do. All of your blood is going to your brain and your body to keep you in fight or flight. You're not going to have good digestion because there's no blood shunted to the digestive tract to help you break down the food that you're consuming. So part of eating without distractions is allowing digestion to take place too. We need the cephalic phase. We need to see the food and smell the food and then go, wow, that smells so good, tastes so good. It releases those enzymes in your mouth to break down your food. Then you get into the the stomach acid. The stomach acid starts churning and breaking things down. The digestive juices like your enzymes and your bile start to come in and emulsify the food. But if you're numbing out or you're in the middle of a meeting and you're cramming food in your mouth while you're on a Zoom call, it's not going to work out for digestion to do what it needs to do. All of your blood is going to other areas. So Bottom line is you got to eat without distraction and at least try it one meal a day. You'll notice a difference. That meal, you're going to have a much better satiety level and you're also going to have much better digestion. And then notice what happens on the other times of day when you eat completely distracted. Okay. Give it a good scientific experiment. Okay. Number five, get your light environment right. And I just did a podcast with with uh, Tristan Swanick of, of the Swanick uh, blue light glasses that I love. And they also make environmental products for your home such as night lights and overhead lights that you can just install these bulbs in your house and it keeps the blue light out of your house because our homes are very blue lit all these led lights all of the ceiling lights and the fluorescent lights in the bathrooms and then these under cabinet lights you know all these little led twink we have so many lights i had a camper once that had blue lit um what do you call them outlets where you flicked on the light, and it would be blue when you flicked it off. Like, I don't want blue when I'm trying to sleep at night, and I flick the light off. Okay, but that's what we're surrounded by is way too much artificial light. Okay, so getting your light right is huge when it comes to fat loss. It sounds like it would be nothing. But it's huge, because this is why even restaurants have certain lighting, because they can get you to eat more and stuff like that. And blue light stimulates cravings and insulin specifically and blood glucose after the sun goes down. So if you don't have your light right at night specifically, you are going to set yourself up for more cravings after dark. Your body will actually go to, okay, this must be noon because the light is bright, but the sun is down, so I'm confused because we already had a noon, so I'm super stressed. I'm gonna release cortisol and adrenaline right now, which is gonna tank your blood sugar you're gonna feel like you need something at nine o'clock at night and that's gonna thwart your fat loss goals. A little comment here from somebody I just wanna shout out to. Um, it is, that is, she's watching and it says, the fun part is I'm eating a burger and checking you out on live stream. I'm going to listen to your advice and watch you after dinner. Cool, thank you for that, good idea. So yeah, if you're watching this now and you're eating, that's fine. But later, I want you to have at least one meal a day, like my tip was earlier, of eating without distractions, so that you're really present with the food, all right? So getting your light right. Get those anti-blue light bulbs in your house. I have anti-blue light night lights. So at night, if somebody in the house has to get up and pee or get up for any reason, those night lights are on, but they're not emitting blue light. The worst thing you can do in the night is flick on a light that overhead light because 15 seconds of of overhead light or any sort of bright light, even just flipping on your screen on your phone to see what time it is, 15 seconds, that's all you need, depletes melatonin. Melatonin completely shuts down, okay? So we don't want to do that. Make sure you have anti-blue light. Make sure if you get up in the night, if if you don't have anti-blue light, you put on your amber colored um, glasses. So make sure that you've got amber colored. I think a lot of people get confused Let's see if I have my pair right here that I can show you live. Do I have my pair right here? Um, Because I'm wearing the daylight blockers right now for my computer. But what you need to do is get these for nighttime. Okay, so blue light is blocked 100% by this amber orange colored lens. If you only have a clear light, you're only blocking about 20%. So a lot of people say, well, the glasses that I wear have blue light protection. They do, but they only have 20%. So use them in the day, but get the blue light blocking amber colored ones at night specifically. So um, getting your light right, what's gonna happen? Think about it. If you are trying not to overeat before bed, and let's say that you had no lights in your house, when the sun goes down, everything's dark. How long are you gonna last? Are you gonna fall asleep earlier? Yeah, you are. And that's gonna prevent you from having to have those late night cravings. So trust your inner circadian rhythm. When the sun goes down, you go down and the lights go down. And that means that your body gets into prep for sleep and repair mode, not let's continue eating popcorn and chips while we watch Netflix and chill mode because that's a recipe for fat gain, not weight loss. Okay. All right. Um, Don't number six. Here's number six tip. Don't battle yourself. And what I mean by that is B-A-T-L when it comes to hunger you need to ask yourself am i bored b am i anxious a am i tired t am i lonely L. okay that's a battle so if you are any of those four things you're you're probably not hungry okay hunger is a physical manifestation you can feel low blood sugar you can feel pangs you can feel your stomach get all growly you know what it is. You've felt that before, but a lot of us get so conditioned to eating so frequently that now we're eating out of boredom, anxiety, fatigue, or loneliness. Okay. So ask yourself before you eat something if you just ate something an hour earlier and you're like, it should be good, but I really want to eat that thing right now, am I bored? Okay. Are you trying to distract yourself from work? I see that a lot with my clients. They'll be like nitpicking all day long because they have this project that they're not doing because it's a way to distract yourself. Okay. Are you anxious? Like is something happening in your life and you don't want to deal with it? So I'd rather just nosh on. And these are typically the people that are doing crunchy, salty, crunchy, salty foods cause you to hear your chewing. And so your brain doesn't have to think about that thought. So people that snack on chips or baby carrots or lots of crunchy, chewy things, they're typically the ones that are more anxious eaters. So they're trying to quiet those anxious thoughts. So if that's true for you, notice that about yourself. goes back to tip number one, that awareness, okay? Maybe you're tired, okay? And you think that food is going to give you energy. That's not always the case. Sometimes you're tired because you just had a meal that made you tired, okay? So a lot of carb-heavy meals processed foods gluten in particular for many many people causes fatigue you won't have gut pain you won't have a headache you won't have like skin issues but you eat a meal of a sandwich at lunch and then all of a sudden an hour later you're like i'm so tired okay gluten does that you need to be aware that gluten is a very is very much an anti-nutrient which can rob you of all of your minerals which create sparks in your body like spark plugs okay they're like little energy factories so if gluten is is you're kind of noticing a trend is a problem for you, then maybe it's not that you need to eat again an hour later, you actually need to just swap out and eat something at lunch or whenever you're eating that gluten rich meal, that's anti or gluten free, anti gluten, I guess is another way to say it. And then loneliness. Yeah. If if we are single and we live alone and food becomes that companion, we need to become aware of that because we don't want to create that as a trend. We want to make sure that we have social interactions with people. Eating with people is important too. But then also asking yourself, am I lonely right now? Should I call somebody? Should I go hang out with somebody? And that's why I'm craving this food. Or am I physically hungry? Okay, you need to know the difference. Where is your vitamin P? This is something I work on with every client. Passion, purpose, playtime, Um anything that creates pleasure vitamin p it doesn't come in a pill bottle this one it actually comes from your life and if we're usually not getting enough vitamin p like we're working a lot we're taking care of the kids we've got all these things on our plate and never enough time to just have a little fun then where do you think your body is hardwired to find pleasure from food Food is very pleasurable. Breast milk to a baby becomes that first food that's very pleasurable. So your body is hardwired for pleasure. So if you can find a way to create pleasure outside of food, then it tends to be you will typically see that food doesn't bring you the pleasure it once did. And I see this time and time again with clients. In fact, I have a client recently that lost 40 pounds. We didn't change a lick of her food. None. Not one. All we did was work on her vitamin P. All we did was prioritize her self-nourishment and her self-care and the way that she spends her day not focused on food, but actually focused on activities that bring her pleasure. And it was an easy fix. She can still eat whatever she wants, but now she's not seeking food for pleasure. She's seeking other things. So food has become less to her. Okay. Now, tip number seven make a realistic eating plan. So this goes back to that tip I mentioned. First, you're going to create that awareness. Oh my gosh, I'm only eating 800 calories and I'm only getting 30 grams of protein a day. Now I see why I'm not losing weight. I'm probably in starvation mode, right? We all know that. A realistic eating plan then means, okay, I have a hectic schedule. Obviously that's why I'm only getting 800 calories and barely eating anything because I'm just trying to get through the day. So here's where we need to step in and go okay I do I do acknowledge that I have a hectic schedule I need to also acknowledge there's no wagon I'm not off the wagon or on the wagon depending on how well I'm eating or how well I'm doing I'm going to make a healthier lifestyle choice by giving myself some permission to have maintenance days where whoops I didn't eat all of the things that I had planned but that's okay because I'll maintain I'm not going to gain then I'm going to have some fat loss days because, man, I'm really on it. Today I'm planned. I got all my snacks. I got all my meals prepped. I did my meal prep the night before. I'm good. I got everything golden. My day's not too busy. So this is my fat loss day. Okay. Then I'm going to have oopsies. I went to a family gathering and I overate. So now I've got some a few extra pounds on me. Okay. We have some weight gain days. That's okay. Maybe you didn't even overeat. Maybe it's just right before your cycle and you put on a little extra water weight cool, we've got some gain days, we've got some maintenance days and we've got some fat loss days. And we just work them in a way to be gentle on ourselves enough to go, okay, I'm going to really aim for those fat loss days, but I'm also going to forgive myself when I don't have the opportunity to do that. And I'm not on or off. I'm transitioning into a healthy lifestyle. I'm making better choices when I have the available energy and time to do so, so that I can continue to take two steps forward even if there's one step back allowing some time when I might have a little gain in this in the scale I'm not a big fan of the scale by the way we need to go by our clothes measurements our energy our sleep our stamina the way our body temperature is running okay but making a realistic plan allows for those fluctuations and allows for you to go okay i love a pound a day it's okay probably all the salt i ate last night at dinner not going to derail me i'm just going to eat a little more potassium rich foods to kick out some of that sodium today okay all of these things can be done with somebody working along with you to show you because a lot of times i have people that are like well i tried a diet for two weeks and it didn't work i was good for two weeks and i fell off the wagon you don't have to be on a wagon, okay? You can just be transitioning into a healthy lifestyle and trying new things. Part of the beauty of being a human is we have imagination. Not many other creatures. In fact, I don't know if animals have imagination, but we do. We can imagine, oh, if I try this, I might lose that last five to 10 pounds I'm holding on to. Or I wonder what would happen if I did eat pro metabolic and I stopped doing keto or I wonder what carnivore feels like. I just want to see how much better my gut would be if I just ate meat for 2 weeks and then I'll transition some foods back in. So imagine explore, discover an adventure can await you in your in the way of your fat loss or your health goals or whatever that is, but you have to be willing to try and not Feel like a failure if it doesn't work or life got in the way. There is no fail or pass. It's just a scientific experiment. It's just trying things out. It's just giving yourself a new idea to run with. Okay? So that way it becomes much more realistic. You're not on or off. You're not, you know, dealing with something that's going to derail you and then set you back. All it is is learning about your body. Again, awareness creates results over time when you figure out what it is you're lacking or not lacking, okay? All right, number eight, schedule appointments for self-care, exercise, and downtime. So this kind of goes along with vitamin P. But this point is particularly towards women, again, because here's what I see. It's called the phenomenal syndrome. And it even applies to women who aren't moms. Maybe they're caregivers, or maybe they're just um, dealing with, a, they, they're at home with a spouse who has health problems or something like that. Okay. I hear them complaining about how they have no time to exercise or no time to devote to like meal prepping or creating healthier habits. But yet, if somebody asks for their help, they're there. And if kids need them or spouse needs them or job needs them, they're there. Prioritized all the way. That's great. That's phenomenal. Okay. But what about you? Because you're only really giving about 25% of yourself to that person or that project or whatever it is. Because if you don't feel good and day in and day out, your ruminating thoughts are like, I got to get this weight off or I got to feel better. I got to get more energy. I got to get more sleep then you're not able to give 100% to these people that need you. So you schedule appointments for them. It's time to schedule in you. And whether that's five minutes a day of walking after each meal, that's all you can handle, do it. If it's planning some foods that you're going to eat the next day when you're already cooking dinner the night before, just making a few extra portions, do that, okay? Whatever you can prioritize, if fat loss is really something you desire you're gonna have to put effort into it okay so when can i schedule in my workout even if i don't have the energy to work out i'm gonna set the habit of every morning i get up i put on my shoes i put on my athletic clothes and i go outside i don't know how far i'm gonna walk i don't know if i'm going to even go anywhere but i'm setting the habit and i might just sit outside for a little bit okay But it's setting the intention to create that time spot for yourself, okay? When can I have an afternoon where I just lounge around and read a book and get off devices? That could be something you need to schedule because that is vitamin P. That's opportunity for self-care. That brings that cortisol down. When cortisol is up, you're fighting a losing battle. I don't care how well you're eating. I don't care how well you're exercising or what kind of intermittent fasting you're doing today. If your cortisol is up, you're going to keep weight on. You're not going to lose. And so just by giving yourself 30 minutes, 15 minutes, 10 minutes of downtime, swing in a hammock, lay on a blanket in the grass, read a book by the fireplace, whatever that is, where your system can just calm down. Even if you have a hectic rest of your day, schedule in those little mini movement snacks or energy breaks or little downtime nuggets that you can do so that your system can go, okay. I'm okay. I can reset. Okay. When can I get some sun? We're going to talk about that in a second. How important vitamin D and sunlight is to fat loss. Set the behavior and the time slot and intention, even if you don't really know what you're going to do with it yet. Just set that time. What's the best time of day that you can get away from the computer? You can get away from your device. You can get away from people that need you constantly. Okay. Only you are going to know when that is. I have one client who. Uh, about every hour she gets up and she tidies up the house because she works at home and that's her movement. She doesn't get exercise because that's not her choice right now, but she does get up and sweep the floor or she washes the windows for five minutes or she does a load of laundry, okay? Something to get her moving throughout the day so she's not just sitting at her computer all day long. And I think that's beautiful, just getting more of that going. Okay, number nine on the fat loss tips. This is huge. Make sleep a priority, Okay, a lot of people skimp on sleep, they're numbing out to devices before they go to bed, they wonder why they can't sleep after they just had a blue lit phone shining in their face. Also, they're having very stressful feeds where people are unloading their dirty laundry on them right before their body's going to shut down (laughs) for sleep. So then you're ruminating on, well, so why'd they say this? Why'd they do that? Why'd they message me this, you know? We need to have sleep a priority. So just like you create a wind down routine for a toddler, you need to do it for yourself. So device curfew, maybe an email curfew at some point in the day where you're not ruminating on emails that came in or text messages, letting your family know, I turn off my phone after eight o'clock. If you need me, it'll be back on at 6 a.m. Okay. This is so important because when you are unable to sleep because your mind is a little hamster wheel. That's going to be cortisol and adrenaline in the night. Again, not a recipe for fat loss. Your hunger and satiety hormones are some of the most critical that affect other fat loss hormones, and one of them being leptin. Okay, leptin is your I'm full, I'm satisfied, I just ate a meal and I don't want to eat anymore hormone. Okay, but leptin is so much more than that, it is one of your master hormones that dictates your, re- your reproductive hormones, such as progesterone, estrogen, testosterone. It dictates your insulin levels, okay? So if you're not getting enough sleep, leptin will chronically go low. If you're not getting enough sleep, ghrelin, which is like your gremlin, grows high and you're hungry all the time, which is the worst because there was a study on people who slept less than six hours a night actually were insulin resistant the very next day. Now, were they chronically insulin resistant? No, it was just the next day they were. Okay. So if for some reason you do get less than six hours of sleep, you probably don't want to eat a lot of carbs the next day. I would make that more of a low carbish day or stick to like low carb fruits and things like that for your carbohydrate sources. Because your body can't handle it at that point. You're going to set yourself up for being more insulin resistant, maybe even pre-diabetic if if it continues that cycle. So if you're cyclically getting less than six hours of sleep a night and you're trying to lose fat and you're trying to control your appetite, you are fighting a losing battle. So by prioritizing your sleep, getting your light right, like we talked about, getting off of those devices, getting your blue-lit technology going, then... That's going to set you up for the next day having hunger in check and being more in control and being able to make better choices, okay? Everybody knows how poor choice you make when you haven't slept the night before. It's like you got that brain foggy, weird, woozy feeling, and anything somebody puts in front of you, you're going to take it, okay? So prioritizing sleep means prioritizing fat loss. You want to make sure that you're getting that light right. Get in bed. And if you're getting up in the night, there's ways to, to deal with that. Like, let's say you wake up at 2 in the morning. You can't get back to sleep. Okay, cool. Work with somebody like me who has sleep coach training specifically going on for them. I've worked with hundreds of people with sleep issues to get them to where they sleep through the night it just depends on what is the root cause is it adrenaline is it a blood sugar is it a liver thing okay is it a gut thing we need to address all of those is it a light environment thing we need to address all of that so that we can put your body in a state of um, homeostasis when it's sleeping it stays asleep all night long or if you get up and pee go right back to sleep okay we can do that very easy fix but you gotta make sure that that's a priority if fat loss is a priority Okay. Number 10, get sunlight on the majority of your body. So I have a lot of people go, no, I go outside a lot. Okay. And you are covered up to here because it's cold out right now in the vast part of the, of the US. I didn't know in other countries, I can't speak for that, but just getting your head exposed is cool, but we got to do more, for the, more than that for vitamin D. Okay. So vitamin D usually by December or January is cut in half from where it was. So let's say you had blood work in the summer and your vitamin d was at 50 okay that's fine it's kind of the lower end of normal but right now it's probably sitting at 25 so you either have to supplement with a vitamin d3 k2 supplement or you're going to have to get out in the sun and expose the major areas of your body and if you live somewhere where it's too cold to do that then chances are you can do a couple things you can go on vacation fill up your vitamin d bank account if you don't want to take a supplement. Or you can go to a local tanning bed that has UVB bulbs, kind of the bronzer beds, I guess is what they're calling them now, that gets into the subcutaneous level of the skin and that promotes more vitamin D. Don't have to do it every day. Just go get, you know, once a week so you're not promoting sun damage to the skin or anything like that. But you can actually build some vitamin D that way. Also, you can do things like get a reptile light. I have one at my house that you know, I'll get up and I'll dry brush my body and I'll stand in front of that reptile light and get some vitamin D that way because they make those lights specifically for animals that are in cages that can't go out in the sun. And sometimes if you feel, if you live in the Midwest and you feel like you're an animal in the cage because of the dreary wearies and the sun is not shining, then these reptile lights can be a lifesaver, not just for your body, but for your brain as well. So if you're feeling low moods, if you're feeling a little Achy on your right side, underneath your rib cage, your liver might need some vitamin D, okay? Also, low back pain can be chronic low vitamin D. So if you have like this naggy little low back pain issue, but it doesn't really feel muscular, it doesn't really feel um, like it's a bone-on-bone thing, it's just more of this chronic dull ache, that could be low D. If it hurts to brush your hair, that can actually be low vitamin D, And if you find that you're consistently just kind of struggling with hands that tingle or fall asleep easy, and you're having trouble sleeping in general, that can be low vitamin D, too. So make sunshine a priority as well. Get sunlight when it comes out, run outside and expose the the majority of your body. If it's cold, wear gloves, but have a tank top on or something, you know, men are really good about this, because men go shirtless. Obviously, women can't do that. But If there's a way that you can, like you've got a private space in your backyard and you can lift up your abdomen where you have the most skin, you want to expose the most skin. There's actually studies that show that when you expose fatty areas to sunlight, it can actually release lipids from the cells in that area. So it helps with fat loss. Yeah, sunlight actually promotes fat loss, which may be why when you go on vacation and you spend the whole week in the sun at the beach, you're grounding, you don't have a device on you, you're in water that's earthing and grounding and mineral rich, and you're in the sunshine, you come back leaner. And typically we eat whatever when we're on vacation, but you come back leaner because you've actually in many, many ways dampened that cortisol and adrenaline and boosted your vitamin D. So really important. Okay. About to wrap up here, but I do have some bonus tips. Those were the top 10. Now, these are just some extras I wanted to throw in at you to see what you thought about this. So um, taking your natural desiccated thyroid after morning exercise. Why? Because we tend to have this idea that we take the MDT or your armor or your nature thyroid or any sort of whatever you're taking as far as thyroid support, because a lot of people are, I got to get it 45 minutes before I have a drink or have anything in my stomach at all. I got to have a 20 minutes. I've heard that too. I've heard all these like things like an hour, 45 minutes, 20 minutes. When I wake up, I have to take it immediately. Why? Tell me an explanation of why. Because the better digestion, it is a thyroid organ. Okay. It's the organ of the animal. No different than if you're eating food and digesting it, just like you're eating the organ. So it stands to reason that if you're actually going to induce some stomach acid by having a meal and eating that NDT with it, you're actually going to digest it better because the stomach acid is going to break it down better and utilize it just like it would if you were eating the organ of an animal. Okay, fine. I hear you. You don't want to do that. Your doctor doesn't want you to do that. Cool. Then make sure that you have a little bit of something in the morning. Do your morning exercise. Give it about an hour and a half or so before you have your your next uh, food, and do your natural desiccated thyroid after. You don't have to do it first thing when you get up in the morning. <laughs> like, what is that? Your thyroid doesn't just release one time a day at exactly 6am. You're going to have thyroid hormone pumping out all throughout the day. And when you really need it <clears throat> is like after workout when, <clears throat> excuse me, yellow a frog. When you're having that breakdown of the body and your, your thyroid can kind of slow down if you will after a hard workout so by giving it a little natural desiccated thyroid you can actually boost your metabolic power after it kind of got dampened from the stress of the workout okay also if you're on a supplement from a naturopath or a doctor of like ndt you know an armor or something like that talk to them about splitting your dose have a dose in the morning have a dose in the afternoon because like i said your body does not just release thyroid hormone once a day if you want to see better results Splitting that dose up to once in the morning, once in the afternoon is scientifically proven to be more effective. There's a published study on the effects of splitting up your dose of natural desiccated thyroid. So consider that. It doesn't have to be just this perfectly timed thing that you're doing because our bodies don't have perfectly timed hormone release. In response to stress, thyroid goes down. So we need to boost it up when we can by giving it that natural um, desiccated thyroid at the proper time, okay? And interestingly, this is something that Dr. Ray P talked about as well, is that a really good thyroid supplement, you should be able to take it before bed and it should help you sleep, okay? So we don't take the NDT first thing in the morning and get this big boost of energy. Most people will tell you, I don't notice anything when I take my my thyroid supplement, okay, or my thyroid medication. What they'll tell you is they wish they did and you might try it just experiment like i said earlier before you go to bed to see if it helps with sleep i have found in the past when i had played around with something like georgie georgie's idea labs tyro mix which is a mix of t4 and t3 that if i took it before i went to bed i slept better and if for some reason i woke up in the night on a various night and I took a few drops of it. I went right back to sleep versus if I didn't, it would almost keep me awake for a while. So you can play around with that and see. So that's just my, that's my little side tip that it seems to work for a lot of people over the years, the thousands of people I've worked with that are on NDT, they will benefit from taking it. Number one, more than once a day by splitting the dose. And number two, it doesn't have to be taken before a meal. You can actually digest it with a meal and and get more of the effects of it because that digestion helps the process, okay? Now, another tip, and this is something I work on with every client. Nobody's gonna leave the the protocol without this in their their bio-individual plan, which is electrolytes, minerals, specifically calcium-rich foods. And that does not have to mean dairy for people who are dairy sensitive. Sardines, a can of sardines has way more calcium a lot of the calcium rich dairy foods okay so if you are dairy sensitive just because dr ray p recommends that that works for him if it doesn't work for you there's plenty of other foods that supply calcium that we can get in so that your body can actually help with fat loss because calcium actually does help with fat loss Um, when eating a calorie deficit so remember even if you're the type of person that you don't believe in eat less move more if you're a person that you know you kind of eat enough calories, right? You're kind of like, I'm not cu- cutting on any calories. I'm a pretty good eater. You do have to create some sort of a deficit in order to see fat loss, okay? So that means your movement has to be more than your sedentary activities. Actually, this is another one of my bonus tips is you got to find a way to move a little bit more if you're an eater, okay? Now, those of you that are too hectic, your schedule's crazy, you're getting that 800 calories a day, like I said earlier, this is not the tip for you. But if you're the person that's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm getting 2,500 calories a day, but I'm only, you know, five foot one and I sit at a desk all day, okay, so this is good for you because we need to create a calorie deficit. And we can do that simply by moving more throughout the day. You don't have to skimp on calories if you like your 2,500. But also, chronic and acute high calcium intake increased fat oxidation in one study from uh, by 11 and 19% respectively in men and women. Okay. So that means even in a deficit or even by moving more, if your calories come from calcium rich foods, you can increase fat oxidation more up to 20%, up to 19 to 20%. So that's, that can be a good thing just by swapping out to some calcium rich foods. Like I said, I love a good can of sardines to get me there because you've got that calcium right intact. All right. And then your electrolytes, your minerals, add those to your water, drink some coconut water with some sea salt, get that potassium up because a lot of these, you know, tea and all these sodium rich drinks, they're fine, but you're getting way too much sodium and not enough potassium in a lot of people. A lot of people need more potassium, especially the adrenal type people that are struggling with adrenal issues. You're going to want to focus more on higher potassium than the sodium. In fact, the ratio should be four to one, four amounts of four Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Four times the potassium to sodium. So see if you can find some sort of electrolyte drink that works for that. I have several that I like to recommend to people so you can work with me and we work on getting that electrolyte balance right. Because remember, electrolytes are your spark plugs. And if you want spark plugs in your car to work efficiently to power your car, it works the same in your body. Okay. Uh, Another little bonus tip is grounding, earthing. If you're having gut issues, one of the best things I tell people is immediately when you start having gas and bloating and pain, go outside and find a place to lay down on your belly and ground your gut, okay? That will help calm that system of inflammation in the gut down. I promise within 10 minutes, you're going to go, wow, my gut feels way better. Even colicky babies, go set them down on the ground on a blanket And let them ground on, you know, concrete or grass or whatever it is you're comfortable laying them on a blanket on to wear their little bellies. And make sure it's not a synthetic blanket. Make sure it's like an organic cotton blanket or a quilt or something that is conductive, a wool blanket or something, real fabric, real fibers. Um, And then watch as they kind of like just calm down and get soothed. Same with you. You're going to feel a lot more grounded because that's what you're doing. And also calm down in your gut. So give that a try. And then finally, bonus tip, uh, my last little one here is remember those emotions you wrote down around food, like this made me feel this way, or I'm still this, or, you know, I'm bored, anxious, lonely, tired, whatever it is, deal with those emotions. Um, I've had people say, gosh, I feel like I'm on the verge of crying all the time, almost like I'm leaking, like I'm, I just, I just can't control my emotions, then you don't need to, like you need to let it out, instead of if you feel like you're going to leak all the time. Then it's time for a good hard cry and and say things to yourself like that instance wasn't fair or I'm so sad about this or this shouldn't have happened to me. I'm grieving this. Allow that to happen. You will be surprised at what crying therapy does for your weight because you're not going to seek the help from food that you once were. You're actually going to be dealing with your emotions so food doesn't come into play with your emotions anymore. And you're able to walk away from binges and big heavy meals that that are kind of pushing down some sort of uh, emotion that you're suppressing. Let Let yourself have some crying therapy. Even try it for seven days. Give yourself a space every day for seven days where you can let the tears flow or let the anger out, you know, punch a punching bag or punch a pillow or do a kickboxing workout where you go to town on some sort of punching bag and see how much better you feel when you actually deal with these emotions that we kind of keep trapped inside of us, that we keep trying to heal with food that's really not working. Okay, so there you go. These are my unconventional fat loss tips. And I hope that this uh, brings you a measure of some sort of nugget that moves you in the right direction of your goals. Like I said, if you need help with your fat loss, you're doing all the right things. It's not coming off. You feel like it's more hormonal than anything. We didn't really jump into the hormonal side of things. This is more of just like the what you can do every day for fat loss stuff. I'm here to help you, okay? Like there is a lot of people going through hormonal fat gain and, and difficult health issues. And we can address those, perimenopause, menopause, postmenopause, whatever it is. We can address those and get you moving in the right direction. It just, sometimes it takes somebody walking along with you, holding your hand through the process, and I would be happy to be that individual. So like I said, I have four spots currently open for 2024. So you can reach out to me at getfitwithjodell at Gmail. Also, um, I have affordable rates. I have packages. You're not going to spend a $1,000, okay? It's not that. I try to stay very affordable. I try to be very open-minded with what people would like to pay for a consult. I have options so that you're not paying. I mean, the cheapest, we can do $150 and that gets you a whole consult, okay? Without the notes that come after it, but at least you get the Zoom call recorded that I send to you afterwards and you can go back over it. So I like to be affordable and be upfront with my pricing and not be like, you're gonna pay $1,600 for one session. No, that's not the case. Sorry, (laughs) I'm a lot cheaper than that. So anyway, keep watching, more to come. Bye for now. What would it feel like to have virtually every supplement known to man at your fingertips? And what if you only had to drink water to get it in? I firmly believe in something called frequency. It's what you feel when you touch a rock that's warmed by the sun, that warmth is frequency. It's how your text message gets to your friend's phone thousands of miles away, it travels on frequency. It's lightning, when the lightning hits the earth, it adds electrons to the earth and that's how we ground. It's wind, it's brainwaves, it's microwaves, everything has frequency and now you can write frequencies into your water since water holds frequencies. So imagine if each supplement has its own frequency and you write that into water, you can literally have any supplement, any peptide, any bioidentical hormone in your water. Listen to a podcast I did with a guy named Anton Federinko, a leading expert on frequency, and then visit my link in the show notes to Infopathy or InfoSuticals, which is a way to infuse your water with the frequency of any substance or supplement that you want. Like I said, even peptides, without ever spending a penny on them. Check out the show notes for a link to Infopathy and a special discount code just for my listeners. Trouble sleeping? gut issues? Do you know your thyroid is off but your doctor won't do anything about it? Symptoms don't lie. If you feel like you don't feel good, then something is off. Listen to that inner knowing and reach out. That's what I'm here for, to help guide you towards what's going on at the root of your issues and get them resolved. Bring back your vitality, your energy, your happiness and get that body you've always wanted with nutrition and lifestyle therapy. I approach it from a very bio-individual way. And each consult is unique to you, where I get to know you and what your body needs. Rates are affordable with different options, depending on what you need and what you can afford. No two people are alike, and none of their lifestyles are alike. So I don't approach any consultation the same as another. You are as unique as your fingerprint. So let's get to the bottom of what your body needs and get you looking and feeling as awesome as I know you are. To get started with a free 15-minute discovery call, email me at at with at gmail.com. That's G E T F I T with Jodel. J-O-D-E-L-L-E at gmail.com. Well, it's not raindrops on roses, but these are a few of my favorite things that I always notice a difference in my health when I stick to these healthy habits. So number one, is watching the sunrise or some sort of red light exposure every single day. Number two is grounding and earthing daily. And sometimes I combine watching the sunrise while swimming in my local lake first thing in the morning as the sun comes up, I'm grounded, I'm earthed right into this natural body of water. Number three is C60. I've been using a supplement called C60 Purple Power for over three years now with great results. I don't intend to stop. I use it for a variety of reasons. And number four, as most of you know, I am a professional paddleboard athlete, so paddleboarding is always part of my weekly regimen of keeping my mind fresh, getting my vitamin P, and keeping my body in a really great, healthy state with lots of active relaxation and that form of movement that uses up your entire body. Now I'm going to have a link to a few of the things that make these habits more efficient, more affordable, and effective for me in the show notes of this podcast that I personally use and recommend daily to my clients. The first one is going to be, if you can't get some sort of sunlight exposure, then consider a red light device which I love SaunaSpace and I'm gonna have a link where you get a 5% discount in SaunaSpace.com in the show notes here so check that out. Also if you need to get grounded but you're working at a computer all day in an office on the fourth floor I get it. Let's get a grounding mat underneath your feet so while you're getting all that EMF exposure it's actually just getting right out of your body and you're getting grounded throughout the day. So I'm gonna have a link to Ultimate Longevity where you can get a simple universal mat to put right underneath your feet and I'm going to have a link to C60 purple power where you can save 10% on this supplement that can be used from anything to more energy to better hair and skin to also helping with blisters and bruises and scrapes and even zits. Yes, you can use it even as mouthwash. So there's so much you can do with this. And for paddleboarding, I'm going to recommend Glide SUP, Glide SUP stand up paddleboards because they come in inflatable as well as rigid hard boards. And they are by far the best boards I've used as of recent years to make sure that I'm getting a quality board that gets me out on the water and I don't have to worry about it having any issues. So that's GlideSUP.com and you can get 10% off using my code that will be in the show notes. So I hope you get to use some of my favorite things, but also reach out and tell me about them. Tell me about what you like about these products too. Get fit with Jodell at gmail.com.